Thanks for listening to the River Claremont podcast. We pray you are encouraged by today's message. For more information or to stay connected with what's happening at the river, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the River Claremont. Well, are you ready to hear a message today? I hope nobody's hungry. You are, lay your hand on your belly and say, be filled in Jesus' name. I'm not going to be too long because the Lord has already done so much today. It's very holy, still such a holy atmosphere. On the sixth day, God created man. We turned six years old. This started this month, and I believe it is prophetic. And I want to read from Genesis chapter 1. It says in verse 26 that, that God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Say like us. Who is us? Like the world or like God? You're meant to be like God. Amen. Your example is the Lord. Not a good Christian that goes to church. Your example is the Lord. You are made like God. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image, and in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> he made male and female. Just two? That's, that is, that's revelation knowledge to this generation right there. That right there will get you stoned in some gatherings. And I don't mean stoned on mer medical marijuana. <laughs> stoned to death. Take it out, Dr. Seuss. It's hate speech. It's all just a setup because they want to get rid of this. Let me tell you, you're never going to get rid of the word. You're never going to get rid of the church. The only one that has the power to get rid of the word and the church is God when he pulls us home. And then you don't want to be on the earth after that. So get right, right now. Don't wait until it's too late. Can I get an amen? amen. All right, if the person beside you didn't say amen, drag them forward in the altar call later. <laughs> just to be sure. And they will thank you when they get to heaven because you were so bold. God blessed him, said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Say govern it. Now, I want you to grab what happened in creation here. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. And down to verse 31. Then God looked over all that he had made, and he saw that it was very good. Say very good. Very. So there's good, and then there's very good, right? Are you with me? There's, there's a distinction there. In the six days of creation, seventh day, God rested. In that days, every day he would make something new and then he would say it, it is good because everything the Lord does is good. But when the Lord made man, formed him out of the dust of the earth and breathed the breath of life into him. We'll read that. Genesis chapter 2 says that. It says in verse 7, the Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and man became a living person. That was when the Lord said, very good. Because what happened was the breath of creation was breathed on the inside of mankind. And so now the creator has multiplied himself. 
the breath that you have is not just oxygen coming into you. It's the breath of life that God has given to you. It's supernatural. And so man, formed of the dust, has both the flesh and the spirit within them. The flesh wars against the spirit, the Bible says. And so that's why you don't just come out the womb, speak in tongues and carry great authority and cast out devils. Your flesh is always trying to argue with you, argue with the wisdom of God, argue with the spirit world and all of these things. And you've got to use the breath of life on the inside of you to declare life. The Bible says death and life is in the power of what? The tongue. Because as you speak and give utterance, you either release life or release death, depending upon what it is you're declaring. The Bible says that it's not what a man puts in his mouth that defiles him. Thank God for that, all of us that still eat fast food. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. You bunch of keto people out there. I'm... I'm going to eat white bread, enriched flour. Huh? People hate it when I talk about food when it gets this late. I just like you to feel, get the most out of your fast. If you're not tempted, you're not even really pressing in. Plus, the Bible says he won't tempt you above what that which you can withstand. Rest easy. We have communion here in a bit. We're going to give you a cracker. Some people are going to be like, <laughs> some people are going to grab a handful of them, just shamelessly like, yeah. I need a lot of bread, Pastor Caleb. It's not what goes into a man's mouth that defiles him, but it's what comes out of a man's mouth. What you speak carries power, has authority. That's why worship is so powerful. Um, years ago, I was in a mass crusade, and if you've never been in a mass crusade, can I tell you this year, 2021, Caleb, you got crusades coming up. Just fly wherever Caleb's going, get in the crusade, lift up his hands, do whatever you can, and just be in that atmosphere where miracles begin to pop like popcorn. Just mass, just sea of people experiencing the glory of God. It's, it's life-changing. I was in a mass crusade, and, and suddenly the glory of God just hit this place. Tens and tens of thousands of people, and wheelchairs start rolling through the crowd, crutches, funk, you know, everything. It's like a wave. You could hear it just explode around you. And all these miracles are happening, so I'm like, this is it. This is my moment because I had bad eyesight. So I reach up, I grab my contact, and I fly it out, you know, flick it to the wind, <laughs> breaking through. And the rest of the night I was like this. And you know what? Because God can't heal eyes? No, but because I didn't have faith. I didn't, wasn't desperate enough. Because I had choices. Because I'm American. Because I can go get surgery. So really, it wasn't in me. I didn't have enough in me to get the miracle. But the person down below me in the crowd, throwing his wheelchair away, had no other option but Jesus. And he knew it was Jesus. And so his eyes were fixed on one man. And Jesus did what Jesus said he would do. Me? Being American, a spoiled brat with so many options, which let's just say it, that's what's wrong with the American church. We're so stinking spoiled, we actually think we, we only need an hour and a half service. 
Oh, an hour, it's an hour and 45 minutes. These people talk too long. I'm moving on. Like it's about you. It's about the presence of the Lord. Saturate yourself, man. You'll go to a football game that'll last five hours in the heat, sweating, burnt, cheer, cheering over something with a dude behind you splashing beer on you. And shout for every goal, but you'll come to church and expect it to be over with in a short amount of time. Who's God, you or the Lord? Let's talk about it in America. And it's not about a long service. As one great African-American preacher said, it ain't got to be long to be strong. It's not like our goal is to have long services. Our goal is to forget about time. Forget about it. Just forget about it. It doesn't apply right now. I'm going after God. Amen. Whatever time is left in the day, the Lord will multiply it. I will nap after this and it will be glorious and spectacular. I will eat after this and it will be the best meal of the day because it's the first meal of the day. Let's just be honest. So I came back to America and I had to have surgery years, years ago on my eyes so that I didn't have to wear contacts anymore. And when I went in for the surgery, it's very nerve-wracking to get your eyes to have, you know, cut up, lasered. You smell it. It smells awful. They put a laser on your eye. It smells like burning. Yeah. And you're like, that's my eyeball that smells like that. Am I going to be okay? And they give you a stress ball. And you're sitting there like, I'm okay. It's cool, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, 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 cool. And I remember this. They said, what we're going to do right now is apply pressure to your eyeball. When we put pressure on your eyeball, what's going to happen is you will lose all vision. If I squeezed your eyeball right now, you, it would go black. It would slowly fade like a TV, like old TVs when you turned them off and the image slowly faded. That's what happened. They squeezed my eyeball. Slowly faded to total black. My eye is open. I know it is open and I can see nothing. It is the weirdest sensation ever. And I realize that is what the enemy does. He comes to apply pressure to your life to cut off the vision of the things of God so that you don't know where you are, you don't know who you are, and you don't know what's going on. That's why worship is powerful because worship is where you take the breath of life on the inside of you, the same breath you've used to say every negative word and every worry and every concern and every argument and every silly thing that you say, you decide, you know what, I'm done with that. I'm going to take the breath that God has given me and I'm going to release it back to God. I'm going to release it like a filter system so that I use the breath of creation to honor the creator so that the pressure around me is broken off of my life. And suddenly in that place of worship, the vision of God springs on the inside of you. You see what you never saw before. That's why it's so important, church. Don't be that stuffy Christian. that can't even raise your hands in worship because what is somebody going to think about me? They're not going to think anything about you unless you didn't put on deodorant. And then let's, you know, they'll think that, but they might not even know it's you. You got to decide, man, what am I going to do? Spend my whole life listening to the dust of the ground or using the breath of life on the inside of me. 
what am I going to yield to the most in my life? Am I going to spend my whole time waiting to just disappear? Or am I going to tap into something supernatural right now? Because it's in me. God said it's very good when he made you. Because he put in you the breath of life. Your words carry power. They literally release things in the atmosphere. Think about Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot, there's a story in the Bible of a woman that just broke into a crowded room of people eating with Jesus. Bible says in some of the translations, she was a prostitute. And she brought before the Lord an expensive alabaster box or spikenard, a perfume that the word says costs a year's worth of wages. I don't know about any cologne this day and age that costs a year's worth of ages or wages. But if you have that cologne, can you please bring it here? Because I would like to smell it. Just one, two spritzes. Right? That's a pricey perfume. She broke it out. And the Bible says that Judas Iscariot said with contempt, why did she waste such an expensive perfume. This could have been sold and given to the poor. But the word adds more than that. It says the reason Judas said this is because he was the treasurer that oversaw the money of Jesus and was a thief and stole from him. Two chapters later, the word uses this word. Satan entered Judas, because he opened his big, fat, stupid mouth. Let's let's admit it. I've done it. Thank God for repentance. He opened his mouth and declared something. He criticized. He did this. He did that. And the, the word is so pure in the sense that it tells you Satan found a way in. He found a way in because Judas opened his mouth and released hell upon him. But likewise, Jesus said concerning the cross, did you not know that I could have called down 10,000 angels at any time and they would have came? Because with his breath, he could release angelic forces to go out and cause war against the enemy. So in your breath, In your words, you can either release demonic forces upon your life by speaking curses and utterances from hell. Or you can release the angelic forces of God to go out and fight the battle before you and break into territory you've never been able to break in before. That's why the word says the enemy will come at you one way, but he'll flee from you seven ways. Because there's seven angels that are going to whoop him up and down the street all every which way direction. Because when you speak out with the breath of life on the inside of you that utterance has spiritual authority it pierces through creation and brings something supernatural we're turning six we're grown men so speak with the utterance that God gives you Right now, this nation is facing a pandemic of fear. The nations are. Everything you see around you, there's such a plan of hell. And I feel like the church has got to stop sleeping, stop sitting back, stop grumbling and complaining. Come on, Christians. 
Stop complaining. Start taking authority. Stop pointing the finger and casting blame. Well, if, well, if he'd have done that and he'd have done that, well, what are you doing to stop the flow of hell? Because the Bible says that the church is the one that stands against the flood of the enemy. That's you. Say me. It's in you. It's in your mouth. It's, it's the breath of life that comes from you. Your utterance carries authority. Stop spending your whole life struggling with things that my granddad struggled with it my mom struggled with it I'm going to struggle with it stop agreeing with that say by the power of the authority of the spirit of God in my life the struggle is broken I will not be the person that they were for I'm a brand new creation and God has severed every yoke of bondage in my life I am a child of the most high God I belong to Christ Jesus. He hears me when I speak. His angels respond when I cry out. There is more with me than there are against me. I tell you right now, I prophesy. And let me tell you, prophecy. Prophecy is not you just declaring what you want to happen. Prophecy is where you grab something deep on the inside of you. The spirit man, because the Bible says, out of the belly flows rivers of living water. That's not literal water. Thank God for that. That would be weird. We all come up in here and start puking up water. I'd leave. It's not that. It's the life. It's the word. It's the deep that cries out to deep. It's the thing that the world has done its best to try and lock up and keep away from you. But Christ came to give you blood and an anointing to break past that, to get into that depth that's there. So you begin to draw from the wells of salvation something holy, something pure that carries explosive dunamis power. I feel fire. I love when my voice cracks too. Then you know it's real. Prophecies pulling from that place. When's the last time you pulled so deep from the inside of your spirit, man, that it's like it was like something gushing from you? That it was like you were even trying to figure out when do I breathe because it's coming out like an explosive geyser of truth. It's in you. Say, in me. It's not in ministers alone. Praise God. For the ministers that have carried power for the generations. But this generation is going to stop looking at pulpits and starts tapping into the anointing on the inside of them. This generation is going to tap into something that no generation before has tapped into. This generation is going to realize we're going to dig deep the wells of revival. We're going to tap into something holy. And when we let it out, we're not going to cap it. We're going to let it overflow. suggestions it's not hope-filled words you want to do a supernatural things you got dreams you got vision use the breath of life on the inside of you to water that vision with faith filled utterances from God that literally change creation around you so I don't believe it's possible how do you think the world was made do you believe that there was a single atom floating around that came from nowhere 
and decided one day I'm going to blow up and create a world. It takes more faith to believe that stupidity and it takes to believe the story of creation from God. There is an intelligent being. His name is the Lord God Almighty. He is El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, Yeshua, Jesus, glorious one. When he speaks, things break loose. Light didn't make a decision that it would come to pass. Light had to obey when he said, let there be. Let there be. Light didn't sit on this corner saying, can I or can I not? Light exploded forth. Let there be. That's the breath of life that's on the inside of you. You're not commonplace. You're not a nobody. You're a blood-bought, spirit-filled child of God. There is breath in you that produces life. Breaks yokes of bondage. Why is this so important? Because it's time that the body of Christ looks at the plan of hell and say, not in our generation. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. Not today. We bind you. Every plan of hell is bound. We don't care who's in the White House because the power we're looking at is not just political power alone. It's a spiritual authority that has been equipped to the church through the blood, through the, the salvation of Jesus Christ. It's in us. The enemy will move, but God will also move. And the enemy knows he has no power to stop what God does. And you're in that camp. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. How do I know it will be well? Because I belong to, good, to, to, to God. Amen. Jeremiah 1, 9 through 10. It says that the Lord reached out and touched my mouth. This is prophet Jeremiah. He said, look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today, words. Say words. words. Now watch what the words do. Just words. God didn't say I put within you a gifting, a mantle, an anointing, a shifting, an atmospheric explosion, a calling, everything that we try and use now to hype up things. God just said, I put my words in your mouth. I put my words in your mouth. You got the word of God, that's enough. Are you with me? Say, but it's just the Bible. Just the Bible? Just the Bible? Well, Jesus used just the Bible when Satan came and tried to tempt him. Jesus said, get behind me. It is written. It is written. It's written. That word is on the inside of you. It's written on the tablet of your heart. You can burn the book, but it's imprinted on the tablet of my heart. As long as there's breath in my body, I know who I belong to and I know the truth. And his name is Jesus Christ. Put my words in your mouth. Lord gave me a word. Well, speak the word. Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. What? What are you going to stand up there with? With a, with a super PAC behind you? With the Republican Party behind you? With the Democrat Party behind you? With the Libertarians, the Green Party, the Tea Party? I know what they were meaning with that, but it just came across as such a weak name. 
You know, I understand Boston Tea Party, but we're all thinking of a princess tea party when you say it. Let's just be honest here. Bring out the tiaras. Hold out your pinky, and that's why you didn't change anything. <laughs> I'm having fun today. I put my words in your mouth, and today I appoint you to stand against nations and kingdoms. Some of those nations, you must uproot, tear down, destroy, and overflow. I want you to grab this. Because there are some things in the, in the plan of hell that you got to let the fire of heaven boil up on the inside of you to where you begin to take authority over those things. No. Satan... You will not confuse my children's generation. They will know who they are. They will know what they are. They will know who they're attracted to. They will know the plan of God. They will know the purity of heaven. They will know freedom. You will not bind them up. You're a liar. you got to have fire on the inside of you. Stop letting the devil run his, his plan all over your life. And sitting there in the corner having a pity party. Calling your friends. Pray for me. I'm going through it again. And it's one thing if you're really going through it and reaching out. But it's another thing when you're just seeking a pity moment. you got to get fired up and say, I'm going to pull this thing down in my life. This stronghold is over with. Are you with me right now? Pull it down. Some you got to uproot. Some of those roots of bitterness, those roots of destruction in your life, those common that seems like a, it's a habit you can't break. You gotta you gotta root those things out. You gotta get down deep and dig down until you get that thing rooted out by using the words that he's put on the inside of you and speaking them out. I take authority over every thought. I take authority over every thought. Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, I bring it into captivity right now. I think pure thoughts and only pure thoughts. Let me tell you, when I go through something, because I've been through some things, I don't go around and tell everybody what I'm going through. I don't open up my mouth and try and tell everybody about my problems. And I'm not trying to pick on anybody here, but I actually get quiet. Because there's a season of it when it's really heavy on me. I'm, I'm fighting the thing inside. And I know that if I speak out right now, all I'm doing is watering the thing that the enemy wants me to water. So I'll go quiet until I can deal with it on the inside and get to a place where I'm like, mm -mm. I get frustrated enough to say, that's it. I've had it. And I begin to speak out in the opposite spirit, the spirit of life, the breath of creation. And then I begin to bind that thing and take authority over it. Let me tell you, every single time, not most of the time, every single time, I see it through to the end, and I always get the victory because that's the God we serve. He's not a God of 80% win. He's a God of every single time you will win. But don't open your mouth and water every agenda of hell. God put words on the inside of you to speak them out. And if you are in a place mentally, a fog, you go through it. Don't utter the things you shouldn't utter. Keep your mouth shut. Till you get through to the other side and then begin to speak life. Because some you uproot, some you tear down, some you destroy, some you overthrow. But others, you build up and you plant. And that's why I ask the Lord, may I be an encourager. May I be an encourager. 
Because you see people right here in this room as nations. That's what it represents. The Bible says, ask of me and I'll give you the heathen as your inheritance and the nations. It's right here in this room right now. Come on, somebody. You might not even know it yet, but it's in you. God put it there. And so if we, as the body, grab a hold of this and build up the callings of God on people, speak over them and water them with faith-filled words and the breath of creation, we cause things to spring up all around us. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. Speak it out. And I'm ending now. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. I didn't save it, so I'm just going to pull it up in my Bible. That's what Bibles are for. How many people are thankful for your Bible? Friday night, I had, to, I had to get my kids in line to come here. And I left my Bible on the kitchen table. And I was so embarrassed Friday night to come up here without a Bible in my hand. I was trying to hide the fact that I didn't have my Bible because I believe that you should bring your Bible. I use my phone a lot, but this is my armor, this is my shield, this is my sword, this is the life that flows through my veins. It's more than just suggestions, it's life to me, and I love His Word. It's precious, it's life-giving. And Mark eleven twenty four, very famous scripture, says, I tell you this, and I, we used this just the other day, let me begin at verse 22. Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. It really means have the faith of God. Which means do not doubt in your heart. When God said let there be light, he did not doubt himself if light would appear. When God formed us and breathed life into us, he did not sit there wondering and waiting to see if man would take to life. He knew man will come to life. Have the faith of God. How do I get the faith of God? You're going to have to be willing to let, your, let God take you to places where you've exhausted your own resources, your own wherewithal, your own knowledge, to where you have nothing to rest upon except for the Lord. And then that is the key to tapping into the supernatural gift of faith. You can't have it as long as you have another option. Just take my eye. As long as you have another option, you're not going to see it. But you remove every other option, something clicks on the inside of you and you lay a hold of something that you didn't lay a hold of before because you are not distracted and you're 100% fully persuaded, this is my way out. This is it. I lay a hold of that. Have the faith of God and I tell you the truth that you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and be thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. We said this the other day. What can you pray for? Anything. You can pray for anything. Well, what can I pray that the Lord would, 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 would heal my body? You can pray for anything. Can I pray that the Lord would give me a brand new career? You, you can pray for anything. Can I, can I ask the Lord and pray and ask for Yeezys? You can ask the Lord for anything. Look at Pastor Mark. He tapped into the Yeezy anointing. Yeezy breezy. Man has more Yeezys than the Adidas store has. I'm losing my hair. Can I ask for hair? You can ask for anything. Will the Lord give it? You got to ask. 
believe. The Bible says you can ask for anything. And if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. It's a powerful bit of scripture to grab a hold of and realize that until you're willing to actually say something and speak things out, you're not really even entering into the realms of faith. There's power released at the utterance of God's children when you open your mouth and declare the word of heaven. Amen? So I want to close the service today and I want to encourage you pray stir up your spirit man and speak out with the breath of life on the inside of you for this nation for this church if you think about me and you think about my wife I ask you pray and just bless us in the name of Jesus cover us father anoint our pastors and think well of us because I think well of you don't let some demonic thought, what if, what's up with our pastors? They're, we, we are as pure, but we are flawed. Okay? I talk too long sometimes. My hair is sometimes amiss. I'm not perfect. I never got up here and said, watch me be perfect as I am perfect. I am not perfect. But I think well of you. When I look at God's children, I always think the best. I think, man, God, you have so much in store for these people. I just pray that I would be used as a vessel, and I prayed over and over my own kids. Lord, anoint me to be a good father, to speak into them, and mold the calling that you have placed on them to bring it out. Amen. Thanks for listening to the River Claremont Podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in seeing lives touched and changed by the love and power of Jesus, you can give online at www.riverclaremont.com. Your prayers and financial support are changing lives.